Welcome to the MFR Coaches Podcast, where we talk about how you can create a six-figure MFR practice. I'm your host, Heather Hommel. Not only have I been practicing MFR for 11 years, I'm also a life and business coach, especially for MFR therapists. My goal is for you to understand how to get fully booked, how to talk to your clients, and how to make sure they understand what's possible for them with MFR treatment. I'm here to help you stop under earning, overworking, and burning out. I'll lend support so you can create the MFR practice you've always wanted. Learn how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town, and even if you're just starting out, and even if you've ran your practice for years. Let's go. Hey, listener, I have great news. If you've been listening for a while, you've heard about previous coaching containers. But have you heard that you can join my brand new 12-month coaching program right now? That's right. You can join right now. You'll build your MFR business foundations and have everything you need to create your six-figure MFR business without burning out, and you'll never under-earn again. Take your skills as a John Barnes-trained myofascial release therapist and put them to work in your very own business. You'll get 12 months of coaching in this foundational program, which includes instant course access, live weekly coaching calls on Tuesdays, a private Facebook group for support any time of day. Join now. There's absolutely no reason to wait, and I'd love to be your coach. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching right now to enroll. See you there. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. How's everybody doing? It's been a while since I have done an episode with just me. So let's get into it. Today's episode is going to be a little bit spicy for some people to listen to. It's a little spicy for me to do this too, but I'm going to do it anyway. So I was talking to one of my clients this weekend. Shout out to Leslie. Hello, hello. And during this conversation, we were talking about licensure and owning your MFR business. Recently, I opened two brand new programs and you've probably heard of my 12-month program. It's my foundational program where you learn how to create your six-figure business. And I've also created a mastermind for those clients of mine who have worked with me before and have made $50,000 or more in the last 12 months and are ready to plan beyond 100K. This program's an invite-only program, and I'll be sharing more details about this in 2024 as it becomes more available to more people after those who have enrolled in the 12-month program and have set up their foundations. So while I was selling the 12-month program, I had several open calls for people to ask me questions. And I also had an open inbox. And really, quite frankly, I always have an open inbox, so you can send me emails. And I, at this time, respond to all of them. So I'd gotten a lot of emails and a lot of replies to emails with questions. And this is pretty awesome for me because I got to hear directly from a lot of you that are potential clients that are now clients of mine and find out exactly where I haven't been clear in my process of how I sell what it is that I do and where I haven't answered specific questions. So that was a really interesting time for me to gather this information. So here's one of the things that has come up several times. And I thought I'd share it for you because I have a lot of thoughts about it. (laughs) I want to talk about it here. So everyone who works with me either now or in the future, if you're planning to work with me, you really understand whether or not like this is an okay thing with me. Okay. So here's the question. Should I be licensed in order to touch, in order to have an MFR practice? 
And my immediate answer to this is yes. And also you need to know and understand the specific guidelines as they relate to your state or providence or your county or your country that you live in. I will never have every state's rules and regulations memorized. It will always be your job to look those up and to see and do what is necessary in order for you to be legitimately licensed to touch people. If your state doesn't have regulations, that's a different story. And even if this is the case, I do still believe that you should have a proper foundational training in some sort of bodywork in addition to your MFR training. This helps you to obtain the correct insurance policies, and it also strengthens your skill levels around basic precautions and ethics when working with other people's bodies. So some people have told me that they're really good with their hands, so they don't plan to get formal training. They just plan to take MFR seminars. Some people have told me they are Reiki masters, so they also don't plan to get formal bodyworker training. Some people have said they're PTAs or OTAs, so they don't think they need to get any more training in order to practice unsupervised and alone. And here's the thing. It's one thing to think you don't need training. It's another to become an MFR therapist and on purpose practice without proper licensure. And here's why I think this is a danger to your clients and to our profession. One, we have laws and regulations for a reason. If anyone could become a massage therapist or a PT or a doctor without education, there would be even more people doing it and it would be kind of scary. (laughs) And that might work out fine for some people, but then there are lots of cases where things can go extremely wrong and be dangerous. Yes, that's a little bit dramatic, but it's also why there are regulations in the first place. And if you kind of start to think like, oh, well, it's just body work. It's not that important, but like try to apply that to every other profession where you're working with people. Like, is it okay for your dentist to not be properly licensed? Is it okay for your physician to not be properly licensed? Is it okay for your mental health practitioner to have no licensure? You know, where does it stop? If you're going to spend the money to become an MFR therapist, make sure you don't risk losing your ability to do it altogether. If someone catches you practicing without a license, even if you were able to obtain insurance, if you ever need it, like God forbid someone sues you, you likely will not be covered. That insurance company is going to find the loophole where you didn't tell the truth about your licensure and deny your coverage. So really ask yourself if you can afford to pay up to $1 million in coverage if someone happened to sue you over something. If you aren't outright telling your clients the truth and giving them the opportunity to have informed consent, which still might not be enough in many cases, you are also lying by omission. Clients put a lot of trust in you, in us to help them. And do you really want to build a foundation with your clients where there's a lot of omissions and basically lying to them in order to get them to pay you money to do MFR treatments? We can find gray areas in everything. We can comfort ourselves into anything too. But at the end of the day, if you are asking yourself if you are covered or if you are following the laws, then you need to dig deeper and find out the actual answers. I'm not going to have those answers for you. This is going to be work that you have to do yourself. Once you do this, you can take the steps to get proper licensing and proper education so you don't jeopardize not only your business, but the MFR world as a profession. 
imagine if all sorts of people just decided that they didn't need to be licensed and they practiced as MFR therapists. Imagine if people start getting sued and it makes the news or it just becomes a thing where people no longer trust myofascial release therapists because they're hearing things out in the world that delegitimizes our profession. I, for one, would be really upset and angry, horrified, actually. I've spent a lot of time and money trying to educate MFR therapists on running businesses on purpose and with purpose while not under earning or burning out. I've also spent a lot of time changing the narrative around MFR being weird or alternative or hard to talk about. It's really serious. MFR should be the first therapy people try when they are in pain to help them avoid unnecessary surgical procedures and to prevent pain patterns from developing altogether. The same way we would expect when we walk into a hospital that the doctor we're seeing has in fact completed medical school and is in fact licensed to do the work that they're doing. It's the same level of expectations our clients have on us that we're honoring our training and licensure when they walk into the door. Most of your clients, your patients are never going to question whether or not you have that proper documentation or that proper training. They're putting their trust in you as their therapy provider. I've had dentists and nurses and speech therapists grapple with this too. Dentists are doctors after all, right? But they still even question if their licensing covers them to do MFR. If they're questioning it, I would just ask you, what is happening in your brain where if you have no license to touch, you are thinking that it's just fine for you to do it? Okay, just really question that in your brain. I would argue that dentists are covered and at least especially for doing the intraoral work, which is taught, you know, in MFR2 and fascial cranium, those classes. And I would even argue that they could probably get some sort of special dispensation or addendum to their licensure to allow them to do myofascial release. It would take a little bit of work and talking to their board and seeing what other things they would need. And at the end of the day, if they still didn't feel comfortable, you can just get your massage license and practice happily that way. Nurses, on the other hand, are similar in the fact like how PTAs and OTAs have to practice under some sort of supervision. Nurses require that they perform under orders given by doctors. So they can practice MFR if they set up an arrangement with a doctor that is willing to supervise them or give them orders, prescriptions, monitor them. And that's usually a service that you can set up with someone and you pay them annually or monthly to provide that service. So same with PTAs or OTAs. I'm sure you could work something out with a PT or an OT on a monthly or annual basis to provide you that supervision so that you don't have to get a massage degree. But if there's any question about it, I would just go ahead and encourage you to do that. So it gives you the freedom to practice without anyone else needing to be involved. If you enjoy this podcast, please take a minute to rate and review it. When you take the time to rate and review the podcast, it helps other people to find it and enjoy it too. And the more MFR therapists out there using this as a resource to start or tweak their business, the better the world gets. So take the time, rate and review the podcast. Let me know how it's going. How's it helping you? Thank you so much for your time. Now back to the episode. If you don't want to go through those loopholes, the easiest thing to do is to get that massage degree and your license. Now. 
Reiki providers and Reiki masters are not licensed body workers. I said it. This might be an unpopular opinion, but I've been to Reiki training and I've also had a thousand hours of massage training and I'm licensed in massage and I've had over a thousand hours of MFR training. Reiki training during three different weekends does not, my friends, cut the mustard for training you on precautions and the ethics within the bodyworking profession. It just doesn't. There's no way. There's not enough hours in that time frame. And you're also learning a completely different modality. Reiki is mainly a hands-off modality, whereas myofascial release is completely hands-on unless you're doing energetic off-the-body work, right? And that would be just one fraction of what is done in an MFR setting. I don't think anyone is above getting proper training to practice the modality that you want to practice. You are not exempt just because you don't have the time or the money to do the training. You should want to be the best at your craft and follow the proper channels. There just aren't any shortcuts. There aren't. You will have to put the work in in order to do it correctly. You should want to do it correctly. You will work hard and spend too much money on MFR seminars to risk having that all taken away from you if someone finds out that you didn't get the proper licensure. Don't risk it. Don't risk what it could do to the MFR community. And I will certainly not endorse it. So there are my opinions on this. I do believe that you need to take the time to get the proper education and the proper licensing. You do need to be good at what you do. Now, I help MFR therapists to build those solid foundations in their businesses so that they can create six-figure businesses and not burn out and never under-earn. But this doesn't mean that I help everyone who wants to do this to do this. I help people that want to be licensed and that want to follow the proper channels. And I will be very clear on that. So for those of you who don't want to do that, I wish you luck. And I also hope that you will take this to heart and you will go and do the proper things to get the licensing that is required. Don't decide that it's a gray area. Don't decide that you're confused and don't decide that you're just comfortable with it. So you're going to do it anyway. It's not fair to the people that have followed the practical and the responsible procedures to get their licensing. Most of us take this very, very serious. And we want everyone to come to an MFR therapist and know that they are safe to get that therapy and that the person practicing it knows what they're doing. It's very serious. You guys are in the position where we could really change the world by being MFR therapists. We could change everybody's life by introducing MFR to them and getting them out of pain and back to active lifestyles. So they're not missing out and they're not over-medicated and they're not experiencing unneeded surgeries. So if this episode is triggering to you, let it be triggering and let it help you make a new decision so that you do go and get your licensure. Have licensing, have proper insurance, follow the rules and regulations in your area so that you never have to look over your shoulder and you only have to look forward to what it is that you're doing and the next seminar you're going to take and the amount of money that you're making every week. Okay. Because it's awesome. And it is available for all of you out there that are ready, willing, and able to do this. 
I hope you all have a great week and I'll see you next week on another episode of the MFR Coaches Podcast. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining me today. My mission is to help every MFR therapist become a part of the movement where no MFR therapists ever under-earn or burn out. Join my 12-month coaching program. You'll spend the first 90 days setting up your foundation to create your six-figure business. Then you'll go to work and uncover exactly what's holding you back from the business that you want and desire. Get support while you raise your rates, set your policies, and learn how to talk about MFR and how to sell MFR in service of your clients. Learn exactly how you can do it too, even if you live in a tiny town and even if you've had your business for years. This program is open to all MFR therapists who want to create what is possible when you stop playing small and start showing up in your full power as the John Barnes trained MFR therapist you are. Put your magic to work in the world and help more people get out of pain and back to active lifestyles. I'll help you do it. Go to www.themfrcoach.com backslash coaching and sign up right now.